Hello and welcome to another episode of Menace to Sobriety with your host with the most, and I don't mean the boast, it's me, Dan O'Reilly, aka the comedian that will last. Taking a day off the funnies, well there might be some funnies, you never know, uh, to talk all things well-being, mental health, sobriety and uh, good vibes man. Listen, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that's still with me on this journey. I don't know how many, I think we're coming up to 50 podcasts or something like that. If you've watched every single one, let me know in the comments. Uh, the audio uh, numbers are flying, they're like 15. 20,000 audio downloads a week it's absolutely insane so if you're listening I love you thank you and uh, thanks for tuning in and if you're watching uh, sharing's caring we need to keep them keep these numbers going on on YouTube um, listen I've uh, got a great uh, guest here for you before I get into it I just want to say that yeah man I'm loving the journey on the podcast and I'm just looking for um, people that got inspiring stories that might be relative, um, that people out there that can relate to them, um, that have overcome certain things and found a way to share um, the positive stuff they've pulled out of their negativity. That's what this is all about, connecting and sharing with you guys and giving you some tips, hints um, on how to better your life. So without further ado motivational therapist yes i'm introducing our motivational therapist today carl crowley hello now then how's it going Long good time no <laughs> yeah oh man i'll tell you what this is mad since i've been doing this podcast i've had um all types of people reach out to me but we've actually met before we have we have met before do you, do you want me to get the picture up do you want me to quickly, quickly, i don't know if you've have you got a picture yeah, i can quickly get the oh picture shit up. because you actually used to do comedy online didn't you what was it called yeah, it was mr awkward mr awkward mr awkward yeah and, and uh, to be honest, I used to do comedy sketches. I used to play like a guy called Camp Gary and stuff like that. And it just got um, a, mm. it got a little bit weird, if I'm going to be honest. But yeah, yeah, is, there it is. If anyone can see, can we see? Yeah, let's see if yeah. we can get that in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, other way down. Other way this oh, way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, if I think I can remember, is fucking. Hell, when was that? Two thousand and. Um, have you got a new haircut since then? Because you've got a thing. You were bald back then, weren't you? <laughs> no, no, no. I had uh, I had thick, thick oh, right. locks, but I've had a, I've had a transplant. Since. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> so I feel bad now. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I'm definitely fucked there, drunk. Mm. But what's the story behind that? Well, to be honest with you, well, since I'm allowed to say what we actually met up for was. I used to be obviously pretty big in the whole area, and when you was doing a guest appearance, um, yeah. I managed to get in contact with him. We was getting, I was getting you some bugle. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you have it. <laughs> and that, that's the truth. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the truth, and obviously, yeah. things have gone a lot further since yeah. then. And yeah. we've been like majority in contact, but you've, yeah, you've yeah. done your own thing. Yeah, no, nah, but that's that's that. That was look. There's no old bars on it. We like the honesty, mate. It's right. all about that, and that's what it was like. I I done fucking. I was doing like something mad, like. <sighs> 40 sank appearances a year man mm. it was like fucking one a week or two a week sometimes and Hull was fu- I always used to be in Hull because they got so many shit nightclubs there <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I stopped drinking I? so yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know but yeah it is it's, yeah and it's, wherever I used to go I used to think who do I know in this town that can get me some people <laughs> and obviously you were that guy yeah well I don't think you did get it for me though did you or no did I didn't no, I, know, right. I didn't know no. we arranged to be honest I think I took the opportunity up because as soon as the, the question was asked I was like oh my god I follow him I like his yeah, like, yeah. I'm, like I'm gonna say now yeah. you was a big inspiration to me for getting into comedy yeah so like I hope, again oh, I thank, thank you, you mate, honestly. yeah thank you I hope I wasn't an inspiration for you getting into the bugle though, <laughs> <I>? <laughs> no 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 the comedy actually got me onto the bugle oh, right. to be honest then it got me onto being an alcoholic but let's 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 go into that let's let's talk about that now that we've set the scene that we that we uh that we 
we've got a bit of history, me and you. Yeah. Uh, you've obviously been following my social media for a long time. Like you said, it inspired you to do the comedy and stuff like that. But tell me about your story. Where did it all begin for you? Uh, watching you on Vans, that's where it first began. Um, I went through a stage of, I thought I was funny. Um, right, yeah. And um, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but when you start doing social media and you start getting a lot of mm. following and likes yeah. and... And I went through a lot of childhood trauma. So for me, I was playing up to everybody else's expectations. Mm. So I was, whenever somebody said, oh, God, do that and oh, let's do this. I was, I was so stupid. It cost me a marriage, it cost me everything. So I used to just play up to everybody because I needed to feel wanted. That was my yeah. biggest problem. And I don't know if, like, you're, like, if you've ever experienced that, mm. but the more I got bigger on social media, the more I just I became more, obviously, like I said, drug-induced, more alcohol-induced. And uh, my life just like sort of spiraled out of control. But in my head, in, in, in the way I was thinking, it was it was the best thing. It was all part of it. Yeah, it was it was all part of people coming up to me and like taking photos. Or do you want to come in here for free? And mm. do you want to come do this gig and this charity event? And I, I honestly, I got lost with it. And yeah. um, but if I if I'm going to go from from the beginning, Dan. Um, yeah, let's talk. Yeah, go go right back. Tell right. me what you mean by trauma and and how, what was your upbringing like? Well, I was. I was taken away from my family from the age of 13 years old. Um, I was taken all over the place. I'll say, like, obviously, in different different housing estates, different different settlements, I'll call it. And I ended up in a place called what's called the Hull Resettlement Project, which is uh, a hostel. Right. It's like a child hostel. Um, my first ever sort of trauma was obviously becoming homeless and taken away from, from my mum yeah. because um, I never had a dad. But the the thing that really started the triggering is my girlfriend. Um, when I was in a whole resettlement project, her name was Sam, Sammy Wilkinson. She died with a drug overdose and alcohol. And, oh, uh, right. and How old were you then? I was about, about 15. I, was, I can yeah, tell that still hurts you now. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I was about 15 when that happened. And, and from that point, because I didn't have a dad... Um, if I start going off on different channels, please stop me. Mm. Um, my granddad, uh, he forced me to go in the army, believe oh, wow. it or not. And uh, while I was there, um, obviously I was very, very, very depressed. I was still playing up to the ego side of it. Yeah. Um, do you know what that's got me about, Sam? Yes. Come on, uh, mate. Come on, man. Go on, have a little moment. Yeah, no, have I, a little moment, mate. It's yeah, all right. Yeah. It's probably been a while since you've spoken about that, is it? Do you know what? I, I suppress. Yeah. I suppress quite a of lot. Course. And, um, of course. Let's take a second then, mate. Let's just take a second. That's okay, mate, because I'm the same. When when I, when I They're like they're like old wounds. That, they're like old scars that have still got a scab mm -hmm. on them. And you just, when you just rub them, they, they come up. So just take a second. It's all right, mate. Yeah. Do you know what? When... One of the one of the reasons why, because I have my kids for next week. One of the big things, which when my daughters are unwell or sick, mm. I can't sleep. Yeah. Like even now, even though I've learned everything I've learned, Dan, like I like if my daughters are unwell, I, I sit on the landing, mate. Like and I stay awake. Yeah. Cause because you, that, that you've seen what the what can happen. All choking yeah. in the sick, mate. Oh, like God. and waking up and obviously finding out your girlfriend's dad during the night and yeah, that mate, that that. That's that still scares me. I can tell I'm you, I can tell that it broke you, mate. And have you had therapy about? It? I've had, uh, I had six months of intense counselling near to the end of my complete destruction. Because if mm. not, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, one hundred percent. I know one hundred percent. I wouldn't be here because that that triggered, I'll say, a suppressive like mindset. If I'm mm. going to be honest, where I like I say, I was forced in the army, and uh, while I was. In the army, I met my ex-wife, yeah. who we was really we, obviously we were together for seventeen years. But when when I came out the army after I tried to take my own life um, in the army, in the army, yeah, because mate, I'm only little, 
Like, yeah. well, I'm I'm a lot better than what I was, but I, I used to get bullied like quite a lot. So I was very, I was very defensive, and uh, I got jailed because of going AWOL. Um, I came home, obviously attempted suicide again, and and from everything that happened, like the only person, like the only man that ever like truly loved me was my granddad because mm. I didn't have a dad, and um. The hardest thing was, uh, I remember I was org- I organised a barbecue and uh, and I organised to go to my granddad's at three o'clock and I, and I went there and I knocked on the door just as normal and he heard a bang and obviously me being a stupid 18, 19 year old kid, I just looked for the window, couldn't see anything and um, I went home. Everybody was scared of my granddad, he was, he was a vicious, mm. bit, a bit of a vicious man like and um, I had to go back and break in later on in the night and not many people's going to know this, uh, well they will now. Um, when I when I broke in, I found him face down, as if he like when I knocked on the window, like I scared him, and, no. uh, and he f- must have faced. You don't know him. that, mate. You don't know, know that. But, part. but the when the postmortem came back, mate, this is why this is probably one of the hardest things. Is um, the postmortem came back. I was there at three o'clock, and he died at three. So the only man, yeah, the only man that ever truly cared about me. Mm. I felt for like years like I'd, it was my fault he wanted yeah, you yeah. know. And, um, oh, mate, it, it, this is tough, man. There's a, this is a lot to cover at the beginning. Take a second, my brother. Cover, take a second. It's real tough, man. And you can't blame yourself. You can't blame yourself for that. When it's someone's time, it's their time. Do you know what mm. I mean? And um, yeah, it wasn't. You know, you can't you can't hold on to that too much. Do you know what I mean? Uh, well, it's the, the, every time. Because I'm a bit, I'm a very big spiritualist now, a yeah. big, big believer in things. It, it was always a trauma. That mm. was always something, and I've never, I've never hated anybody like anybody mm. as much, right, as as I hated me. And yeah. I, and, I, and I genuinely like. You just kept thinking, oh God, this keeps happening to me. It's me. Yeah. Well, when when you go through like sort of this childhood, like my ego, my ego was absolutely massive. Like I, I didn't, I was tra- I was blocking out. Yeah. What what was really going on, uh, and I kept on focusing on trying to obviously be be something I'm not. Yeah, I, I was trying to I be know, something I, I'm not. I can relate to it so much. And from like I say, when I when I went through that scenario, mm. and I started obviously doing following you, and and obviously I followed a lot of people, but I started doing the drugs and the alcohol. Like, my life just like when it like completely fell apart. Mm. I ended up losing. My wife, who, like, she she, t- she used to tell me, she used to tell me all the time, like, you're, you're playing up to your mates, you're doing this, you're doing that. And me being brainwashed and stupid, I was like, no, you, you don't know what you're talking about, leave me alone. But it wasn't, she, she was the only, she was the only person, mm. right, out of everybody, because even my family, like, just, just left me. Yeah. All of them just, like, left me, and, and, and I know they're going to see this, but this is the truth how it made me feel. Like, yeah. it made me feel like I was worthless. No, Dad. Obviously, my girlfriend died next to me. I found my granddad who passed away. I walked in, in like, to my mate who was in the army. I, him took his own life. And I, it was just like... Fucking hell, man. Tough. Real tough, man. That's real tough stuff. And, look, I just want to take a... Yeah, I know. Take a second. Take a deep breath, mate. <sighs> yeah. And it's a lot of stuff that's coming up. When was the last time you spoke about all this stuff? Three years ago. Yeah. Three years ago because um, the turning point uh, was I got stabbed. <laughs> Fuck 
fucking hell, this guy's story, man. It's like Rise of the Foot Soldier, right? But 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 what? There's no ending, no happy ending. It's, it's like it's the worst. It's honestly, like I, I, there was but, somebody breaking into my van. I promise you, and I, I ran out and, and I, I grabbed hold <laughs> like, of this kid. And he, I shouldn't laugh, but know, fucking after everything that's happened to you, go on. I, I always, I always, because for some unknown reason, I'd, I always felt as if like I'm just unlucky. I am just unlucky. Yeah. But I ran out and grabbed this kid, and I was holding on to him, and I, I was like choking him out, and he. He stabbed something at my hand and I didn't think I didn't think anything I've got the photos, I'll show you the photos after oh, this you'll be able to put them on there. He slashed my hand, but as I stood up, his mate ran over and hit me over the head with a crowbar. Oh fuck. So but that's not the worst thing. The the thought that killed me, and it's on camera. I've got the I've got the video footage. They run away and they came back. And the because I was laid there for twenty minutes not moving, they picked me up and carried me like in a in a king's chair and threw me in a ditch. What? Threw me in a ditch, like round where where mine is, about 150 meters away from my house is. The because they thought they killed you. Yeah, because they thought they killed me. Fucking little scrotes, so, uh, man. And honestly, even what happened to him? Did nothing, they get done? Nothing. Never found him. Never found him. Got away with it. And from that, that was like, oh, there's that's trauma that, in itself, that, mate. That's bad trauma. At that point, I'd lost. I'd lost my wife. I'd lost my my kids. I'd I'd I had a girlfriend and she fucking broke my heart. Um. I like that happened. I spent a week, Dan, in hospital. Not one visitor. Fuck it, no one. Not, oh. not one visitor. Not even a text. John, this is sad, isn't it? Very oh, sad. Oh, mate, it's breaking my heart, man. I don't want to cry because I want to support you, mate. I want to support you, but fuck me. Jesus Christ, man. The, That's tough. The thing is, like, what people don't understand is, like, I've, I've been very emotionally suppressed so like i was very volatile i was very aggressive yeah not not physically aggressive but social media aggressive like anyone said anything i was i was very vocal mm. obviously i i had an like an inferior complex where if anybody any woman any man anybody said anything i'd just shoot like st i'd attack him yeah i was I, the same I, mate i had I, no emotional control yeah. well Look, just to just like there's a lot that I can obviously your trauma and everything. I'm going to give you a time to decompress. So just take take the air, take a few breaths and relax. I'm just going to talk to you for a second, but I I can relate a lot to how you're saying like that acting up the ego. We when when we feel like we've been rejected by everyone, we we want people to like us, right, and to to say they like us. And social media for me, it's that it was the same thing. Social media can be the best and the worst thing for you because you can get instant reactions from people and you can get addicted to those likes those and you can create an online profile or an online persona like i did very yeah. very similar um but when that turns on you and it's not always positive it can be the most fucking hard thing because what we actually do like you're saying is that your ego is from the rejection of being a child from you know i had a traumatic upbringing as yeah. well and what we do is when we're children is we create the ego. It's like a safety blanket. You know, we, we turn ourselves into someone else that can handle the world. Yeah. You know, someone else. Not not the not the small, scared little boy. We turn ourselves into, woo, yes, I'm fucking this. I'm that. I can do this. I'm funny. I'm confident. And we create this alternative ego, which protects us as we get older. But the problem is, and I found this now as well, um, a lot, and this is what I'm working on. I'm actually, I'm reading a book about ego because I'm so into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so into it because my, my whole career and everything, it's all ego driven. Yeah. But it can get you in so much shit and it's, and it's the worst. Like mm. you say, responding to negativity and people and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. What it is, is if you create ego and you actually think you're this special thing, 
you know mm. like for instance for me like if i actually believed the hype behind what i did in my mind if i'm like i'm i'm big i'm famous i'm this comedian i'm special i'm the chosen one or whatever what what happens is when someone just goes mate that wasn't funny and you're a dickhead and you're a bit of a twat because you're this thing you're like how dare he yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you look down on people and you're like how dare he not worship me do you yeah, know what i mean 100 it gives you this weird like complex of i am the almighty dan <laughs> you know what i mean and you're just like when actually really if you were just yourself you just go yeah all right i'm just blagging a living here leave it out do you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. who cares who cares what people say that that's the truth but it's so hard and um it's a coping mechanism well, it's it's like what I've discovered now because even though I like I have gone through all this massively turned it around and I'll be able to uh, share everything with you because I got to a point of seventeen stone six done and uh, wow what are you now then eleven stone four fuck yeah wow Luckily, I know I was I was I was a balloon well no I, I, mean, I didn't recognise you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well you looked at me and it was like mm. yeah no but you I, I honestly I my face was like uh, really. I'll say like you know when you you know when somebody's got like a gin nose and you know what I mean oh yeah. you could say a drug nose or whatever but I was overweight I'd attempted to take my life again mm. so obviously I was I was losing I lost my kids lost everything and um I'm, I got onto a book right and and I'm gonna I'm I'm not plugging him here but obviously no you know, go for you, it you know, I love I love talking about the books that changed my life yeah. you got to well can't hurt me by David Goggins. Wow. Have you ever heard of it? No, no, it? no, no. But I know David Goggins. Yeah, yeah well, he, he, one of the books which I, I got onto that, and um, obviously when I got my kids took off me, the social services were saying to me, I need to have counselling. I, uh, I need to have therapy. I need to have anger. Why, if you don't mind me asking, why? If, if, if you don't mind going into it, why did they take him off you? Was it because you were... I was, I was an idiot. And was it because of the... the yeah, I think, I think it was... It, well, I know... You were unstable. Fact, my, I was, yeah, very unstable. My ex-wife... She, even though I couldn't see it, and she was trying to protect the kids, in my head I you was. You blamed like, her, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, I, to be, I, I acted out a character, and we, me and my ex-wife got on like we're really good friends now. She got a really good partner and a really good role model. But I, um, I used to act out. I was emotionally disinged. I'll call it emotionally disinged. Where I, I just. I'd always think she was trying to do something to hurt me, but yeah. she wasn't. She was protecting them. Yeah. And like, and yeah. I was like. In my head, I was like, you're, you're, you're fucking taking the kids away from me. Who do you think you are? Do you know, like, wh why are you doing this to me? This, and, it, and it wasn't even that. This is this is so important, the conversation that we're having now around this, because I was I was the same. I had I had it in my mind when we got married and after we got married, when we were breaking up, me and Shelley were breaking up because of my drink and drug use. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, you know, I was like freaking out and screaming and shouting and, you know, whatever, losing my head on the come downs, you know, at home. And my mind straight away went, oh, well, this was the big plan. You wanted to marry me to get hard. Yeah, and yeah. now you break up, right? Yeah. And so many men out there, I just want to reach out. Like, it's so good that you you, you can look back now and you mm. can go, wow, she was just protecting the kids. Because imagine what it would be like for us as men yeah. if, the if the woman was like emotionally unstable yeah. more than normal yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just gotta put that in there um but uh jokes obviously we're all yeah um but yeah <laughs> but <laughs> stop but um but yeah and was like drinking using drugs yeah. and then like we don't realize what we're like mm. what we're like and then the erraticness um so lads there's a little little thing out there to, mm. to concentrate on but go on accepting accountability like exactly that. one of the biggest things right i have i have learned in and i've there was, there's always passive aggressive in, in, in any relationship, yeah. which I noticed, like my ex-wife would say, if you want like this or you want like that. And like I said, yeah. my emotional reaction because I was unhinged was just like, who, the, who, the, who are you talking about? Who are you yeah. talking to? Yeah, but then yeah. once, once like I cut the alcohol out, 
And once I started reading, obviously David Goggins can't hurt me. I got assigned six months, right? Six months counseling. Mm. I had six months intense weekly counseling. And while I was doing these counseling, I had social services saying to me, you need to do um, a perpetrator course. I was like, I've done nothing wrong. And they was like, you need to do a perpetrator course. You need to do a child, um, I think, child protection course. You need to do this course. And in my head, even though I've, I'm still, still a bit of an ego, I was like... You're, try, you're just trying to give, stop me seeing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's all it was. And But in my head, I was like, no, 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 I'll beat you. No, you, you won't beat me because this is one of the things about me and Dan. And I, I can see it in you. And, I, I, and one of the things is I don't... Uh, even though I've tried to give up now... Like when I started reading, like obviously the book and, and listening to other different podcasts, yeah. and like there's a book called Unfuck Yourself. It's a really good book. I'll send you the link. Um, and uh, there's different variations. When and I was like, no, I'm going to study this shit. And there was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, no, 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 no. I'll do the courses myself, love. Don't you? I'm not going to do any courses that you're meant to do. So in my head, I did um, obviously relationship psychology diploma, processor psychology diploma, mindfulness diploma, child awareness diploma. I did. Uh, uh, depression counselling for kids diploma, depression counselling for adults diploma. You're a fucking uh, diploma addict yeah. now. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got, it works out as Nan. I've wow. also done a life coach. I've done a coach with Jordan Peterson. Well, not with him, but an online Jordan Peterson course. And I'm doing my master's degree now in fucking psychology hell. and depression. So, wow. when I, when I say to you, like, and, and I, 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 I still, I'm still scared of me. Let mm. me just make this clear, like for, for anybody out there, like you can get like to a position where you feel amazing but the biggest person, like anyone, when you get to this point, anyone says all the shit about you because you'll have ugly heads raising like up from your past mm. who don't like the fact that you're changing yeah. and they'll remind you about the shit. Oh, don't forget you did that. Don't forget you did this. And it's like, well, yeah, no, I did that, but I'm not that person anymore. What are you holding, yeah. it? What are you holding me hostage yeah. for? So even now, when we've made mistakes, even like after this podcast, I know for a fact, I'll see it in the comments. I'll see it's loads of stuff like he's done this, he's done that. And I get that. But nobody punishes me more than me. Yeah. Nobody, nobody holds me accountable, Dan, more than me. And nobody yeah. hates me more than me. So now, like, one of the things what you mentioned about you get this persona and, and like, you live in this cloud nine. Now, I, I do punish myself every day. Like, run six miles in the morning. I ice bath. Mm. I, like, I, I constantly am studying. Don't drink. Don't socialise. One of the biggest punishments, which if I was to say to you, um, Dan, you're not allowed to socialise for the next year. Yeah, like you're not allowed to go anywhere for the next year and you're, you've just got to study and you've just got to keep yourself to yourself and you've just got to work hard. Would you really want to do that? Like, mm. you, you, you'd be like... It's tough, yeah. yeah. You'd be like, no, no, I don't want to. Because not many people, when I try and like explain to them, because like I say, I'm a motivational therapist now and I do CPD meetings, whole college, um, HMM prison. Wow. I've, be, I've been in different places. I've even, I've even been booked in for the police service, homicide police service. So I'm going to be go, to going in and talking to people about self-care, self-worth, and what do you do? What sort of plans have you got? Like, what do you look at? Because one of the biggest things, Rich Dan, which everybody says to me, Everybody fears about today, what they was fearing about yesterday, but they're actually living today. It's like, like that sinking. I, I, yeah, I get it. You get yeah. it. So, so, yeah. Everybody always worries about tomorrow, but when they're actually in the tomorrow, it's like, what was I worrying about? Mm. Like, what, what, I was worried about this. So when people live holding on to the past, which a lot of people do, they create, they're holding on to yeah. depression, mate. And, and I know we've just spoke about it, and it does, it, I, I'm going to be honest, it does still hurt. Like, yeah, I just want to jump in because I get it's fucking crazy that what happens to us, you know, when we go through everything and then it's, you're just a perfect example. You go through everything, 
you you start to see light or you, you start to see like a tiny bit of positivity on the other side and you're like, I want to learn everything about this. Yeah. I want to do everything about this. And it's like for so long you've been suffocated with the wrong coping mechanisms, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And what I think um is is really important is you know you know you know how you're like how, you know how you're like saying you were saying earlier like you're suppressing mm. and i can tell that now when you the, the, there's different things that are painful right stuff that happened to you is painful mm. so when you think about that it hurts and then how you acted out because of what happened to you mm. is painful all the things you've done wrong you know you yeah. know losing your kids and da, 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 da. but we can get to a place which i can see you out you get to a place where you go right okay you yeah. know that was me then this is me now mm. and like you say like you say to yourself you know no one will hate me like i i hate myself i'd prefer to put that like no one will hate me like i hated myself yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean it's yeah. like how we hated ourselves because i hated myself for for, for a long so did you that's mm. why you'd abuse drink and drugs yeah, yeah because as soon as you had to sit with yourself right that's the pain in it that was the scariest part yeah. that was the scariest part and um one of the things which I want to mention, which obviously I hope like you could, if you don't know this like sort of saying, and or anybody who knows this saying is, I used to say to myself, if it wasn't for my kids, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Right? I used to say that, and I know a lot of my mates say that, but I've changed that, and I've changed it to, I'm here to make sure my kids don't suffer like I did. Oh, I love that. That's so important. So, so if any if any man's out there and you and, you, and you're struggling and you and you and you've got that mindset, it's like if it weren't for my kids, I wouldn't be here. I want you to turn it around and say, no, nah, I'm here to make yeah. sure that they don't suffer. Because I've just, in the last four months, mate, obviously, I, this is another thing you're going to be shocked about. I've lost one one of my friends to, obviously, ill health and free to suicide in, in the last four months. In the last four months. And, I'm, and it, I wasn't in, like, directly in contact with him because if I was, I, I promise you, I would have saved him. I promise I would have saved him. And, and that's why I speak to everybody. And I, I'm, I, my OCD is like, are you all right? What are you doing? I'm a bit of a weirdo when it comes to that. But four mates, man. Well, why? Well, why do you think that is? Why do you think men are are are, are taking their own lives? Do you want me to be honest. Yes, I think it's the the suppression and the narrative from obviously the government and all the bull bullshit. If I'm going to be serious, because men are not taught how to express themselves. And let me just put, make one thing crystal clear because I've 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 done a lot of studies when it comes. You just talk, mate. Be passionate. Yeah. Yes. Well, fine. well, I've done a lot of studies, especially with a guy called uh, well on Dr. Joe Dispenza and he talks about epigenetics, mind control, neurolinguistics and stuff. And one of the things I've known about men is now is we don't know how to express our emotions. So you know when a man actually starts kicking off and shouting, that's a man crying. If you think about it, when a man starts kicking off and he's like, he's going, what, what, are, you off, what are you on about? What are you doing? It's like, minute, that's how he knows how to emotionally react. That's, he's never been taught. Did, you, did anyone pull him aside and go, right, uh, now when you're really emotional, you've got to cry, you've got to, you've got to sit down, you've got to express yourself. Men don't get taught shit. So when a man kicks off and starts swearing, if you would internalise it and think about it, that's a man crying. Mm. And, and I know it's not a best reaction, and I know it's not a good reaction, but going along the lines of it, it's like men at this moment in time, we've been brainwashed to not cry. Stop, well, get up, what are you being a pussy for? Stop doing this, stop doing that. And then... We've got to this like sort of society now where if a man reacts emotionally, toxic, narcissist, you're misogynist, you're, you're everything. So a man dare be emotional. Yeah. A man, a man's scared to be emotional. And if he is emotional, which comes across as anger and erratic because he hasn't been taught how to explain himself or show his emotions. He's just called a nuisance. Yeah, he's just called oh, misogynist, narcissist. So men are now double 
And I mean double afraid so, to express himself. So you're not allowed to have feelings, yeah, but, you're you're also, not, but you're also not allowed to suffer the consequences of not having feelings. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. I, and when you think about it, that's so true. Yeah. So, so true. It really is. And I think I think there's also like, I, I, I'm a massive, massive believer in that we have not been taught how to cope. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like that that that's the big thing for me. It's like if I knew if if say for instance when at some point in my life when I was a child someone took me inside and said, "Right, listen, because you come from like um you know, uh, you know, you saw things when you were younger, and you went through a rough divorce uh, with your mum and dad, and da 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 da. And you know, it's quite an erratic got growing up. You may, in the future, seek to comfort yourself and escape life through addiction. Um, you may find it hard to, you know, express your emotions. Or as men, even if as men we were taught at some point, you know, this is right. This is the right way to express your emotions. You know, talk or da 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 da. You know, if there was more men's mental health well-being taught to us as kids oh absolutely then then it would reduce it and also i think like watch out for this behavior mm. watch out yeah, for this yeah, behavior yeah. so do you find yourself drinking on your own when you've ha had a really tough time do you find that you feel better when you drink and use drugs yeah, yeah. um you know da, 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 and watch out for these signs because i didn't know none of that i was just like it's good to drink and do drugs man. yeah yeah well when you're doing it you think you it's it's sort of the in crowd in it yeah. as as you're going through that stage but i've seen so many people's lives done like ruined mm. by like drugs. I I lived in in a misguided delusion of get off my head, get drunk. And when I say drunk, I used to drink Monday to Friday about a bottle of gin a night, if not more. And then on a weekend, three or four bottles, and I'd just get bugled off my bonds. Mm. And I, I didn't even acknowledge it. I di I thought it was. I just I thought I, that's what life was about. Yeah. But then after, like I say, four attempted mm. to attempted to obviously delete myself and realizing that. If I did do that, it w it wouldn't benefit anybody but cause more pain. And this is one of the things, like, as when people are at that point, please, and like, I don't know which one I'm looking at, please don't ever think that's the best option because the hole you leave on the people that you love is is so great. So, like, if I, like I'm going to put all my, like, links all over yeah. social media if anybody wants to talk to me. Um, obviously, I'm a... a I do have involvement with the whole college, a counselling department. There's a woman called Kerry Holden there. She's a main counsellor. She's mm. amazing. She's like my tutor. Um, and, and one of the things is don't give up, man. Yeah. And that, that's one thing I wanted to put out on here. So I do apologise for just changing the subject. So just, no, that's just, all right. Just, just to quickly follow up on that, I, we'll put all the resources in, but if someone is feeling at their lowest point right now and they're thinking about that, what's the first thing you'd advise them to do? Is there someone specifically to reach out to? I'd, personally, I'd always recommend, because until I'm fully qualified, I'd always sure. recommend you need to speak to a doctor. Okay. You, you need to you need to seek mm. medical advice. I try and avoid any form of uh, antidepressants because I know they're very, very addictive. And, mm. and once you get once you get on antidepressants, it, it, it goes like a vicious cycle. Yeah. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that's not the best thing to do if, if mm. you're not able emotionally or mentally uh, able to do. But contact your doctor. Um, there is a, a, a group called Relate Counselling, which they do free free counselling sessions. That's amazing. So, and then there's a company called Let's Talk, which obviously are, they're up mm. and down the UK, and they do yeah. as well. So they do do you an assessment. Yeah. It's on the phone. So if anybody's obviously worried about speaking out, mm. especially lads, they do an assessment over the phone. You obviously you tell them the truth. You tell them what's going on, and then they like a yeah. set, like say twenty sessions, ten sessions. Mm. But also Andy's Man Club. Andy's Man's oh. Club, yeah, it's brilliant. I've never, I haven't been, but I, I, I met the founder of that, and um, 
Yeah, man, I'm going to try and get along to a couple of them myself. I did a, I did a charity event for them, but you're going to think I'm a bit of a loon ball now. I ran from Scarborough, like an elongated loop of 72 miles for them. Fucking hell, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're mental. I raised £3,700. <laughs> 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 Honestly. That's like, brilliant. I, I know. But, well, the thing is, I, I with because I, like I say, I have OCD, ADHD and acute depression. And oh, yeah. one of the hardest things is trying to stay positive mm. and... And when I when I have to set myself these on these crazy goals, and like I'm going, I'll show you a picture later on how big I was. But obviously, the running side of it, physical fitness, gym, which you know, mm-hmm. I've, I watch your stories. You go boxing, you do, you do obviously, you do your training, you do your running. Do you think that's a good? You think that's mate? Beneficial? There's 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 a there's a number of reasons. There's a number of reasons why exercise is a must. First off, anyone out there that's that that's that, that's got negative thinking, right? If they're like, I can't take it anymore. Life isn't going well. That you you're on a you're on a constant downer. Anyone that's head's gone. The biggest thing for me is there's a, there's a number of things why exercise is the one, and it's because one. When you wait for big wins, you got you need wins in life, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And when you wait for big wins in life, like fucking the money, mm. the house, the the wife, the kids, the fucking you know the awards, the the pay rise, the fucking job title. Yeah. That, when you wait for them in life, they might not come, man. Yeah, you, and, and they're fucking few and far between, <laughs> right? So you are not you're not wait the the big win while you're waiting for the big wins. What you're actually doing is accumulating losses, mm. right? Mm. And with exercise, it's a tiny little win every day. Absolutely. It's like a little win. And you get that win and then you add them together every single day and they accumulate into looking a little bit different, feeling a little bit different. Plus, if you're anything like me and him and you like a buzz, you get the <laughs> dopamine, didn't you? Yeah, it's, it's the dopamine's very important. But I'm very, I'm a firm believer that adds like um, animals, right? What I, We'll ask the geek because he, he knows. What are <laughs> you looking up right now? What are we? What, what? No, I was going to ask, what were we back in the day when we were chasing like cyber Tooth tigers. What were we called back then? Neanderthals. Uh, yeah. Well, we we are different species to Neanderthals, but like Homo, Homo erectus. Yeah. Well, Homo erectus. Well, always yeah. slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus that's Christ. My nickname, that's my nickname at the swimming club. I don't know where. I don't know. I don't know what you evolved from, but <laughs> yeah. it sounds well gay. Not joking. So we, we have those. We have those like dispositions. So do you know Dr. Rhonda Patrick? Not personally, but okay. But she's like she's like the gal on this. So she says vigorous exercise forces the muscles to produce lactate, which then travels to the brain, triggering the production of key neurotransmitters like serotonin. Boom. Norepherine. Um, Boom. Melatonin, neuroadrenaline, yeah. epinephrine. Yeah. Basically, it's like yeah. the most yeah. important thing you can do. Yeah, and yeah. Look, but my point being, going back to when we was homo erected, <laughs> right, is that, listen, Speak what, for him. What, you, what you've got to imagine, and I'm a firm believer, <laughs> I'm a firm believer <laughs> of this, what you've got to imagine is back in the day, right, when we when we, when we we were like, when there was dinosaurs, were we around when there was dinosaurs? Because I'm going on a tangent. Uh, it depends if you're a, a fundamentalist Christian, because they believe we were. I don't. Oh, for fuck's sake. Are you, are you a flat earther? Against Are you a flat earther? No, <laughs> flat earther. Do you believe the earth is flat? Uh, no, I believe it's hollow. It's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone off on a tangent, yeah. but um, but yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Anyway, but put it this way, right? When we were chasing down, like uh, when we had to hunt or we yeah. were being hunted, right? Like wildebeest and well, yeah, all of that stuff. When we were being hunted, right? This is what I, this is what I think is a massive, massive cause of depression uh, and the state that us men are in. Right? We're hunters yeah. and gatherers. Right? Absolutely. We're meant to be out there like killing animals. Uh, vegans going to hate this bit, but we're meant to be out there. We're, we're meant to be out there eating vegan sausage rolls. No, we're meant yeah. to be out there killing animals, or we're getting chased. Now, listen, yeah. our body is designed right. So when we're getting chased, we get the adrenaline, we get the anxiety. Right, mm. the anxiety is like, oh, yeah. there's something around here. Then the adrenaline pumps in, and the fear, and then we go right, and then the exercise fucking burns all that shit off. Right, yeah, yeah. The yeah. exercise, the running, the, uh, and then it gets replaced with your dopamine yeah. and all of that jazz. Right. 
But now what do we do? We sit on our asses, right? We ain't getting chased, yeah? And all of the anxiety and all of the threats comes from the news, comes mm. from my phone. You're scrolling and it's going, you're going to lose money on your house. Your crypto's gone. Da 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 da. So and so, da da da. The government, and it's all like, it's constant negativity, right? House prices are going up, cost of living prices are going up. Your fucking missus is leaving you. You lost your business in lockdown. Da da da. All of these threats. And, and, and anxiety-inducing, your mind is scanning, what's the fucking problem? You've mm. got the fear, and if you don't burn it off and replace it with your dopamine and stuff like that, you are just stuck in a state of fucking panic, fear, and depression. Well, the thing is, you know when, actually, because I've, I've done a lot of studies, especially when it comes to about the mind and neurological and stuff like that, when you're actually depressed or yeah. when you're str- suffering with depression, you, your body releases cortisol, yeah. and, and cortisol, obviously, it attacks your, your body, but the first thing it attacks, right, is your immune system. And when it attacks your immune system, so you start feeling a little bit lethargic, you feel a bit unwell, you'll have a drink, all this like outer environment negativity, negative crap coming on and because you're unwell you're getting into a vicious cycle here Wait, what, what's it called? Cort- it cortisol. Right. Cortisol. So when, uh, so when you're stressed. Stress and when well, you're suffering with stress and anxiety, your body releases cortisol. And obviously, to, to be honest, do you drink Luxerd? Sometimes. Luxerd no, is a really. stimulant for cortisol. Really? Yeah, not, not many people know that. And if you do know that, obviously put it in the comments because 100%, I used to drink Luxerd every single day. And obviously now, now and I've changed my life around, the amount of stuff I've learned mm. like, for the body. And this is why like, I'm motivational therapist. My programs is to, to get people to, to understand what they're putting in their bodies. For yeah. No processed crap. No, Obviously, vegans will love me. No processed meat. So, yeah. But apart from that, like, when you look into it, Dan, like the body, neurologically, when, like say, we do cold water therapy or anything, your exercise dopamine release serotonin release melatonin release and it's like when i tell people to like going on to it to avoid taking antidepressants is because like say you're a bodybuilder you take testosterone obviously and that's a replacement for where testosterone comes from but when you stop taking it remember your body's has stopped producing it because it, it used to get a source somewhere else so when you're on antidepressants there are like say sertraline is a serotonin one you take that it releases serotonin after two weeks it's like all fine and dandy but try coming off them try coming I honestly you have to wean down wean off them right and I was getting pains in my neck and twitching on the night and shaking in my bed I thought I was like I didn't know what was going on with me so I looked into what what other methods could create serotonin yeah. release Dan and cold water therapy yeah oh, wow. 100% mate yeah exercise going to the gym challenging yourself little instrumental goals putting more effort into yourself yeah and then just obviously pushing it as much as you possibly oh, can fucking I'm with you on all of that mm-hmm. and do you know what the mad thing is people will listen to it and go people out there will listen and go my life is my life is shit. I'm depressed and down, and you're telling me you're going to fix my life by me going for a run, having cold dips, and eating better. Yes, yes, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> because I, I, like, listen. If first off, first off, it's mad, right? I've got people around me right now that I know that are depressed. They're down, mm. and you know, it's the, I'm hearing the same things at the same times in the week and the same stuff, and da da. Mm. And I'm like, you know. If you take alcohol and drugs out of the equation, equation 100%. oh my God, your life is going to change, right? And then on top of that, if you add the fuck, e- yeah. the exercise and that, like I'm, I, I just spent the weekend in Blackpool, right? Mm. Fucking, 
Horrible place. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, I nearly got E. coli for swimming in the sea because it was a toxic release a couple of weeks. Fucking hell, mate. I was swimming, it was all frothy actually because I do cut oh. dips. And it was all in my mouth. I was thinking, what's that? And then somebody sent me a link. He said, Oh, you, have you seen what's happened in Blackpool? Are you swimming in the sea? And I was like, No, what's happening? Oh, there was a sewage leak, mate. E. coli. Fucking <laughs> hell. I'm t- uh. Blackpool is like, it's. <laughs> It's like the set of Jeremy Cole, mate. It's yeah. it's Your tickets on sale now. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I'm uh, going yeah. to Blackpool. <laughs> oh, by the way, I love Blackpool. <laughs> no, I'm joking, but I, I do jest. I do jest. It was quite funny though because I had my daughters and I was taking my daughters along the along the beach, along the promenade or whatever, up to the pier. And uh, it was about four o'clock in the afternoon, and everyone was smashed, mate, mm. you know. And there was ten, and it was raining, and it was hor- It's been horrible weather, and there was like Mario, someone dressed up as Mario on the beach, passed out, <laughs> and Eve was like. Daddy, what's wrong with Mario? Yeah, I'm like, got him. He's going through some shit right now. The princess has left him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, but listen, I was, I was, what, I'm, what I wanted to say is, I had a five-hour drive up there, right, mm. and a five-hour drive back. Now, the old me, a year and a half ago, I would have been like. I just don't want to do it. Mm. I just don't want to do the drive. And then also walking around, I would have been like, right, are we having a drink? What pubs are we going to? Da, 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 da. And then it would have been like, I would have got a bit like stressed yeah. throughout it. Oh man, I had the most loveliest drive up there for five hours, chatting rubbish, listening to the two girls chatting absolute nonsense. I mean, they kicked <laughs> off a couple of times. Me and the missus were talking, she was reading um, the uh, women's magazines, the stories and that. The most, the greatest weekend, man. Mm. You know, no, not didn't touch a drop of drink, obviously, that, nothing like that. I went out for a meal and all weekend I was sitting there, I was thinking, man, I'm, f- I don't, I ran 11 11K, 11K along the beach mm. and I was like, man, I'm just so happy at the moment, mm. you know. And, it's, you know what the thing is? It's that contentment that you found. It's and, content, and contentment. yeah. And I always actually say to people, is like when you can, you can use this like metaphor in anyone, you have contentment, which is obviously midway. You have depression and you have happiness. And what a lot of people strive for, because they're always in a little bit just below contentment, they want happiness. Now, what I've found out is if you strive for happiness consistently and you never get it, it's a letdown. Yeah. You feel shit. It's like, oh, well, I want to get to there. It's like buying a new car. You save up, you're saving up, Dan. You're saving up, you're saving up. You buy the car. After two weeks, what's it feel like? Mm. like shit, don't it? Yeah. So I always say to people, strive for contentment. Because then if, you, if you're content, yeah. like I've had a lot of trauma going on recently, and uh, it drops down. It's like, I can't believe it. And then I get back to contentment. And then I'm in the mediocre place where it's like, happiness is, is hard work. Yeah. Trying to get happiness. These people like Tyson Fury, multimillionaire, yeah. and he suffers with depression. Yeah. So when I say to people, Nobody's immune to it, no yeah. matter who they are, like no yeah. matter where you've come from, you're not immune to depression, you're not immune to feel lonely or abandonment. But I'm going to keep saying it and I'm going to reiterate as many times as I can, stopping the drugs, stopping the alcohol, yeah. focusing on you. And one of the beautiful things that you've just said is where traveling up and actually remembering them moments. Yeah. You know, like where the kids are in the back. Because I have my kids four nights a week now, by the way, just to, just to point wow, out there. Wow, I love that. And, uh, it's having weekends and like Monday to Wednesday, do school runs, I have them, and teach that's, them. All, that's, I bet you're so happy. All, honestly, like you... From, from where I was yeah. to, to where I am now and helping people and, and you'll get messages and I've got loads I can show you where it's like you've said something which tr- triggered yeah. me to change and I appreciate your motivational messages and and it and it's so uplifting to yeah. be able to like look where I, where, where, where yeah. we was yeah. and, and yeah. then think to myself just for exercise call therapy watching what I eat and you know when you're saying about your friends or you, yeah. you have some people I yeah. like I say who are very negative what I've always noticed is 
I give people free chances. Now, this is one of the things I want somebody to take off, if anything. I always say to somebody, I'm very honest, I'm like, when they don't listen to me, or they're creating misery, or creating any sort of emotional, like, sort of distraction for me, and after I've helped them, and I go, like, why haven't you changed? I've told you what to do. I've, uh, this is the best advice. Oh, you know, it's just out. Well, this is one of your warnings, mate. This is one of your warnings. Like, you've got two more. And it's like, I've even got people who have who, who are very close with me, like, who I've worked with and stuff like that, and they're on the last chance. And they think I won't cut them out. I, cut, I blocked my brothers for two years. Literally, mm. like, there, there was, I felt as if there was no support. I felt as if there was against me. But we all get on really well now. We have to, because my mum's got dementia. We, we work really well together. Um, and But I blocked them for two years. To, but that that is harsh. But is that to work on yourself? That's no. That's because that's because it, because through you trying to help them, it's actually destroying you. Absolutely, because I'm a lot of men are very emotional, which which they don't like to admit it, but because they don't know how to express it. But when when somebody's constantly nagging on you, or somebody makes you feel bad, or you go to your friend and you and basically say, if I came to you and I was like, oh Dan, I'm you know I'm struggling a little bit, and you was like, yeah, but my life's fucking me, it's my life's this and my life's that. I'm like. And you're not you're not listening to me, you know. Like I'm, yeah. I'm I'm struggling here, and and you just you're selfish. You've got an expectation for me to be here to make you feel better, so you can tell me your shit. But I have to suffer for your happiness. Yeah, I get it, man. So I get it. You, that's why free chances, mate. It's like baseball. Yeah, free strikes and you're gone. I get it. I think I think the look the, the, uh, that's real tough, but I, I'm fucking I'm with you on it because I think. Definitely any anyone that's listening to this, anyone that's struggling out there, sometimes we can go, oh my God, we're all on our own because we can't talk to our friends, right? Because your friends, one, they might be going through their own shit or they don't want to hear it. You don't really have a good enough relationship <coughs> with your family and you can't talk to your missus. The big one, not being able to talk to our partners and our missus and stuff like that as men, is it because it makes us feel like we're not the provider, we're not yeah, strong, yeah. right? So that's why men are in such a predicament. But I'll tell you something now that will change your life. And I'd done it, the first time I actually done it was for anger management back in the day, but you can get a certain amount of free sessions on the NHS for counselling. It takes yeah. a long time. Yeah. But talking talking is the fucking, I know it's another one of them wanky things, but talking is the key, right? Absolutely. Because for, for, like, for, you were fucked, right? And mm. so was I. Like we was in a bad, bad place where, yeah. where, where we couldn't understand why everything was a mess. We were drinking and using drugs to try and feel better. We destroyed all the relationships around us mm. and we we're burying our head in the sand and then it, all the problems were coming. We weren't up yeah, yeah, dealing yeah, with yeah, the problems. Yeah. We buried our head in the sands. <clears throat> but now what we've learned is, right, treat ourselves better mm -hmm. and talk, man. Yeah, like, yeah. try and work out why. Like, you can look back and you can see why. Like, I accept all the accountability. Don't yeah, yeah. And everything. So so do I. But, but what I mean is I can, through my counselling, I can look back and go, oh, right. That's why I behaved. Because that happened to me when I was younger mm -hmm. uh, or, or uh, you know, and that maybe that's why I behave the way I do or cope with life the way I do. The thing is with us lads is accountability is fucking hard. That's oh, a big one. Yeah, yeah. Like there's so many, so many lads that I know right now that are destroying their lives and going through shit. And it is definitely not their fault no, according yeah, to them. Yeah, 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 do you know yeah. what I mean? If the thing is when you, when you see that, cause I have a very similar, the missus are always arguing with them. Yeah. Oh, they're always having a go at me. They're always this. And I'm like, what time did you get in that weekend? Oh, oh no, no, no. What time did you get in that weekend? Yeah. Well, five o'clock. So well, what did you do on the Sunday? What did you do with the kids? Yeah, what did you do with the kids? It's like, well, you know, I'm entitled to a night out. Oh, yeah, but your family. It's yeah. like your, your missus loves you to pieces. Yeah. Honestly, this is stuff I've regretted <coughs> for a long time because I was, I was that person. Yeah, me too. Man. And I'm like... 
you, your kids are missing out, mate. Like, are you not? But it's yeah. but for me, for me, for me on that, there's there is two sides to that coin. Sometimes lads are in a relationship with a woman that's an absolute fucking arsehole. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. And then and then they don't want to be there. Yeah. And if that is the case, stop burying your head in the sand, right? Mm. And for the kids, get out. Commit, yeah, commit yeah. to leave. Yeah, right. Commit yeah, leave. commit to leave. But. If if you love your wife or your missus, but you're arguing because you're not there, you might have an addiction, mate. Mm. You might, because if it comes to the end of the week and you're you're picking that over spending the weekend with your kids, but then after you've done it, you're like, well, why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you've got a problem. That's one of the things actually I I like to point out is like, do you feel bad after drinking? Like when you've got drunk and on the weekend and afterwards, when you wake up, do you regret it? And it's like. Well, yeah, I do. You've got a problem then, mate. Yeah. You've got a problem because if you regret doing something and you keep doing it, and you keep doing it, then that's the thing. Is all that goes into subconscious, obviously, prediction addictions. Because when you do something it, which is just like a subconscious action, when you're doing it so much, it becomes subconscious. It's like breathing. Yeah. Like so, every weekend you're going out, you get you get drugged off, you get pissed, and you and do all that. It becomes a habit. And that's one of the things, right? It takes 12, 12 months to three years to break a habit. And like I say, it's took, I'm well done, by the way, for years. Thank uh, you. No drinking. I've done, I've done it since 2021. Wow. So, love that. So well done. That, thank you. And, and when I say to people, like, you've got to change the, the, the subconscious, because that's the problem. And when I tell, when I tell people, it's like, you, you've got to listen to hypnosis. You've got to obviously listen to like different stuff. You've got to, you've got read. to look into yourself. You've got to read. Knowledge, knowledge is wisdom, mate. Knowledge and wisdom is power. I, I don't care what anybody says. Because one of the things which somebody, somebody mentioned to me, is like, why do you always listen to audiobooks? I'm dyslexic. Obviously, it's mm. hard for me to read. Like, I'll read it backwards or something. So I listen to audiobooks and they always say, why? I go, because there's no way on this planet like in the last hundred years, nobody has suffered what I've suffered. So somebody has wrote about it. Somebody has, has like put it on paper. So I know if I read every single thing obsessively or listen yeah. to every single thing, I'm going to come across it and go, "Wow, you know, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't think about that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the tr and, and look, let, let's just fucking have it right. The truth is. How you feel out there can change. You can oh. change how you feel, right? Absolutely. You can change how you feel, and uh, that that was the point about this Blackpool weekend in the rain, mm -hmm. um, as derelict as it's looking in the day. <laughs> with You're going to get extra <laughs> <laughs> with the state of some of the staggered endos, uh and the five-hour drive either side. I absolutely loved it because I'm just in such a better place, so you yeah. can get there. Um, what well, are we doing for time? How long have we been going, mate? Uh, we've been going for 50 minutes. Right. We better wrap it up soon. But I just wanted to just go back, rewind a second. That book, David Goggins. Talk, tell me about that because I might. What's it called? I it's might have called "Can't Hurt Me" by David Goggins because he's a nut that case, oh, do you know what? One of the most inspirational people, and like I've, I don't know if I've mentioned it, if I've mentioned it already. I met him in Birmingham. I was, I messaged him, contacted him, and I said to him, I was like, David. Um, what did he reply on? Yeah, yeah, on, the, on, on Instagram. He replied to me because he actually put me on his story saying, um, Carl Crowley, the running man from the UK, make it, he put something like making waves for the charity scene. And that's when I ran the 72 miles because I was like, he sort of gave me the boost. But I met him and uh, he signed my leg. <laughs> he signed my <laughs> leg, right? I got it tattooed on my leg. I know people are going to call me sad. No, nah, man, like, we've got to have our idols. Yeah. There's not enough ma male masculine, yeah. like male masculine or, or masculine role models yeah man. absolutely and uh, he, oh, mate, he's, he's overwhelming he's, he's over he stopped and spoke to me like well, obviously we, we're speaking now but he, he actually said to me sand my leg and he was going right after i've done all these in, like all these like photos wait for me i want to talk to you and i was like oh shit what have i done Do you know yeah. and I, so while he did while he did that i quickly drove off in nottingham got it tattooed and i was sat in like this waiting room and i thought he's not gonna come 
you know, like he's not going to come and talk to me. I'm a geek, man. Nobody's mm. going to talk to me. And the next minute, it's like, hey, crazy motherfucker. And I was like, oh, shit, this is like my idol. Like, what's what's going on? Bit starstruck. When I first met you, you know, I was, I was yeah. it was like that. And, Bit uh, different, but I was off me nut. Yeah. But I, I was pissed. When I, I was asking you for bugle. He was trying to help you. Yeah, yeah go on. And, uh, and, and when, yeah. <laughs> and when, and like I say, he was, like when I met him, that for me proved something, which obviously I want everybody to take from this. He's like, I never thought I'd be sat like, well, I never thought I'd be sat opposite you, mate, having this conversation, obviously, on a podcast. I never thought I'd have over nine diplomas, mate. I'd, I never thought I'd meet David Goggins. I never thought I'd run 88 miles last year in a 24-hour running event. Fuck. I never, I, I these, these things I look at now and I'm like, how the hell am I doing that? But one of the things I am going to say is like, you know, the negativity, mm. which obviously we, we all get, mate, I've had it. And in, if you read David Goggins, it, it talks about something called a cookie jar. And it's like, it's a pissed off, like, um, it, the way he says it, it's like, if you're ever pissed off and you're worried about something and you're running, because body only goes up to 40%. It says, pull a memory out of the cookie jar. When somebody said something or somebody did something to you, pull that memory out, look at it, re remember it, and use that. <laughs> it's, obviously, I don't want to swear, but it says, use that motherfucker to obviously keep on pushing and then put it back away and use it later on. And honestly, it talks about the body, talks about, because he went through racism, he went through, all, obviously, a lot of problems problems as he was younger because he was overweight like 240 pounds and they mm. wouldn't let him in the navy seals unless he lost a certain amount of weight mate one of the most inspirational more inspirational guys i've ever come across in my life but from that point from that point i acknowledge now that from doing everything from being sat in front of you in your presence because you are you're, you're an inspiration to thank me, you mate. let me just point okay. that out um I know that you, you can do whatever you want. That's all I love that. You yeah. can do, honestly, I promise you. Like, I've done so many studies. I've looked into epigenetics. I've lost the weight. I've got the diplomas. I'm, I'm, I'm running every single day. And one of the things when people say to me, is like, oh, I ain't seen you in a while. It's like, yeah, because I'm, I'm in the grand, man. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm pushing it. Like, I'm yeah. really pushing it. So if you don't see a story, it's like, it's not because I'm upset. It's not because I'm down. It's because I'm running. I'm studying. I'm doing my degree. Yeah. I'm pushing. I've got my own business. Like, I'm mortgage-free next year. Wow. 40, 41, mortgage free next year. Fucking and it's hell. like when, when people say, how have you managed to do that? Are you selling Bugle? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not selling anything like that. I've just got my own gas company. I work really, really hard. I have my kids four nights a week. I don't go out drinking. So instead of going out drinking, what do I do? I work. work. Work, yeah. push into it. Obviously, I'm in, I'm in partnership with some call therapy companies where I give them a link code, I get paid for that. Yeah. And I, I've just... I just get everything into everything. Mate. So when, so like going back from where we was and to now, mate, like I can see how well you're doing. And I want to say it to everybody, like I, I hated who I was. And, and I mean it, Dan, like from the bottom of my heart, like the amount of traumas, my girlfriend dying, walking into my best mate who took his own life, going through it all, I hated me. Like I look, I used to look in the mirror, I went through four weeks when I got my kids back and I was allowed on one day, I covered all my mirrors. That's how depressed I was. Covered all my mirrors. I couldn't see my own face. Fucking hell. That's how bad it was. But like now, I open my mirrors because I've got a little note, but obviously I don't, I don't let my kids read this because they're too young. But a little note and it says, today could be your last pal. Don't waste it. Mm. Every single day, brushing my, brushing my ugly pegs and I'm like that. And I love like, that. So, yeah. And you, you've got to, mate. If you don't tell yourself, if you don't tell yourself how amazing you are, there might not be anybody out there that's going to do it. So, like, even though you could have a big social media following and people obviously give you that, like, um, acknowledgement love, yeah. and the love and stuff like that, 
it's not, worthless. Yeah, it's worthless. Like if you if you can't sit on your own, like yeah. you can't sit. I on mean, your we own. can you can see that from the Hollywood, the, all the all the superstars out there that we've lost or that can handle life because they just didn't like yeah. themselves. Yeah. One of the things, actually, one of my mates. I'm going to quickly tell this because I know we want to be wrapping up in a minute. I went to. Um, I've been on holiday my own three times to far. I go I go on holiday on my own all the time, and I, I go for a meal. There's a place called El Toro's. I always go there, sit on my own. And my mate rang me and he went, "What what are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm having something to eat." And he was like. Who were you with? He went, you were with a bird. I was like, no, I'm on my own. He went, and he called me a C-U-N-T. He went, you sad. And I went, you know what? What's, what is sad? I went, the fact that you rang me to take the piss out of me yeah. because I'm on my own, but yet you're the pathetic C-U-N-T that would need somebody to hold your hand and come here. Yeah, and yeah, he was like, yeah. oh mate, you're just out of order. I went, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, you're ringing me to take the piss, but look at you. You can't even go anywhere without somebody holding your hand. Yeah. And then I blocked him. <laughs> oh mate, you just, you just, you just plow through friends. Yeah, have you got any friends left? Yeah, mate, I've got loads. I have got <laughs> just loads good of ones. friends. Yeah, because surrounding yourself with the positive and like people who obviously do drugs and mm. go out drinking. I avoid, mate. And, and yeah. it's no, no disrespect to them. I'll, I'll, let me just point out, because they will probably see this. I love them to pieces. Yeah. I, like, I've grew up with them. I'll always, but I'll always mm. be there if they truly need me. Yeah. But if they're not willing to change and upgrade their life and they just want to stay how they are, that's not for me. Mate, yeah, I think there's so much power and it takes a long, long time to, to get to the point. There's so much power with being so confident with yourself and who you are that you can let people go yeah yeah like that was that was that was a massive massive thing for me because i was i was i i disliked myself deep down inside and i was i was so shit to myself that i actually used to people please people that were treating me like shit yeah, i used yeah. to be like yeah, yeah. i used to be like yeah take the piss out of me mug me off you know use me for money use me for for work for networking use me just as long as you like me yeah yeah as long yeah, as you yeah. like me though yeah you do like me now i'm just like i'm 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 not as brutal as you but i am i'm fucking i want to be more strict mm. because also you've got people that are around you you know recently i had someone that that stopped uh being my friend very quickly after a quite a, quite a trivial thing, and uh, I saw something that popped up online that really spoke to me. And it's like you know, if a friend if a friend stops being your friend over something quite trivial, they never were. Yeah, right? that one hundred percent. They never were. Yeah. There is so many people in our lives that we can cling on to that we think are our friends. That actually are they? No. You know, I'll tell you what a friend is. A friend is someone, and I've got a lot of these. Someone that can point out the things that you're doing that are bad for your your mental health and well-being right yeah, yeah. that check in on you to see if you're right that take the piss out of you but in the same breath yeah. will ask yeah. are you all right and and this is a tough one people that you feel comfortable telling good news to mm, yeah because yeah. i didn't have many of them yeah. when you when you when you'll always discover somebody actually on what you're saying is if you tell somebody that you've just done well or you're doing well and they just go oh it's like, well, women, are you celebrating with me? Because technically we're all like, we're all friends that way. Yeah. But then what I've noticed is a true friend will watch you like, I'm proud of you, mate. Let me just point mm -hmm. out. And when you, you do well, I'm like, mate, he's a mate. And I like, I cannot speak to you for like months or years. And then I'll send you, like, I've sent you a message before. How are you doing, Dan? And you've replied back and it's like, that's a good mate. Yeah. It's just yeah. always just like, nice, you doing all right. And it's just positivity. Yeah. It's when you've got them friends um, and the... And, and they make you feel like shit. They're not friends, man. Yeah. They, they have an expectation for you to be there, to make them happy. And what you'll notice, mate, half the time, as soon as you walk away, they're slagging you off. Yeah. As soon as you walk away. It's very, it's very difficult as well when you get into the mindset, unconscious uh, at the time, but it's very difficult when you get into the mindset of bettering yourself. Mm. It can come across as 
like you think you're better than other people and maybe you should think that maybe mm. you should not 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 egotistical not not yeah, not yeah. you shouldn't think that you're better than other people what i mean is you should you should put yourself first do you know what i mean you shouldn't worry what other people are going to think right and i think that's a real tricky thing for anyone out there that's on this journey of like well-being and better better mental health is when you really start putting yourself first you're going to lose people at 100 percent. absolutely and that's it man mm, and you, 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 when you change like that mate, a lot of people they leave a turn against your support you. and when they turn against you it's because you're outgrowing their expectations of then like they expect you to be so like i remember him being this way i remember him being that but when you start changing it makes them feel inadequate yeah so because like you're doing well and you're like you're looking well and you feel yeah. good it makes them feel inadequate so then they turn against you and secretly yeah. just like oh yeah i know this about him i know that about him and I just think to myself, do you know what? Like, the only person who could ever crush me is me now. And if someone's trying to bring you down, that's because you're moving up, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's right. And, and, and uh, we're coming across as like a couple of bitchy housewives <laughs> now. But but I saw uh, Snoop Dogg talking about that. Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Mm. There was some viral video of him and he was saying, look, when you start going like that and you start rising, the people, the people that you leave down here, if they don't work to keep up with you. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna leave them. It's yeah, the cling on, the cling on to your ankles, yeah. and try and pull you down, and the then crabs and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. But then they'll remind you, "Oh, don't forget you did this. Don't forget you did that." And I'm like, I punish myself enough. Why the hell do I need you to give me that shit? Yeah. As well? And listen, I, fucking like you've just embraced. You've just embraced. I embrace it now. You, I embrace, you know, there isn't a person on this planet that hasn't made mistakes. Mm. The only difference between two people that have made mistakes is one person might pretend they haven't mm. and try and forget about it and and just get, or the person which i aspire to be that uses their mistakes mm. that can that can fucking wear them and use them to better himself everything you've been through has put you in the position you're in a mistake is only a mistake if you never learn from it it turns into a lesson as soon as you change fucking we're gonna finish on that john that was beautiful i'll tell you what i'm not i'm not even just saying this i've done f nearly 50 podcasts that was one of my most favorite podcasts oh man nice that, thank you I'll, I'll tell you why it was my favorite because we just connected the yeah. communication right your story was it started off it really broke my heart and i could tell it broke mm. your heart but fucking this is what it's all about like the 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 pain and suffering, how you've used that. Mm. And ju I just love how your face lit up when you said that you see your kids, yeah. you know, you do the school runs. We're, we're them twats that actually yeah. like school runs, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I mean, honestly, well, I'm a dill fat, I so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're so, on the school run. Like, and that's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've lost all seven stone, I look yeah. all right now. Like, do like, yeah, do you like the new hairline, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm still only five foot six, but don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm, listen, I'm going to say it, I'm yeah. super proud of you, Thank mate. Thank you. I'm honestly, super proud likewise, of you. Likewise. And uh, I'm going to put all your socials up but what's your Instagram in case anyone wants it's to get in touch with you? It's Carl Crowley Verified. Carl Crowley Verified. Well, I'm, I'm, now, I'm now on the club, uh, up and coming. So, but like I say, motivational therapist, if anybody needs to speak, they can always message me. I do reply, but it's best to contact me via Instagram. Obviously, I've got social media. Um, I've got TikTok. I don't use Snapchat anymore because I think it's for, like, I just don't. Yeah. But, uh, it's for Carl dick pics, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's for dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, but I'm on TikTok, Carl Crowley, Time to Shine. Instagram, Carl Crowley Verified. I'm, I'm also on LinkedIn, which you'll be able to get in touch yeah. with me. We'll put them all in the bio. bio. Right, no but worries, mate. I'm Honestly, proud again, of you. I mean that. And thank you for all the words of wisdom, man. Oh, man, you, you're an inspiration to me. Always have been, always will be. Thank you, man. Uh, that was great. John, anything you want to add before we uh, sign off? Uh, that was a really fantastic episode. Um, so inspiring to hear how you've been at like the lowest lows and then you just turn it all around and that's what 
people can do and if that's what the one thing people can get from this podcast that's gonna you know help a lot of people so thank you no 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 thank you all right lads thank you very much thank you and uh give me the one shot on this one am i on that yes oh, yeah. um that's what this is all about i'm fucking hyped man i'm buzzed i'm buzzed I, it was emotional at first it did get me a bit but oh, such positivity and um this is that 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 has just captured what i want this uh platform to be uh make sure you reach out all the links are below and uh leave us leave us some comments leave us some positivity tell us what you took from this in the uh in in the comments section and also sharing's caring the algorithm likes to play with this podcast some of them are like 200,000 views some of them are like 5,000 views because of we're talking about you know yeah certain subjects yeah the subjects that we're talking about I keep on getting the notifications and it doesn't distribute it uh well because it's it's dodgy you know drugs Suicide. Oh, no, I should probably shouldn't say it. I need to say things. What Self-deleted. Do, yeah. So Self-deleted. what? What? What stuff? What words will get it out there, John? We need some words that will get it out there. Only fans. Yeah. <laughs> misogyny. Just put, put misogyny. Yeah. Only fans. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but um, do me a favour this time. Tell someone about this podcast that you think could use it. Uh, I think that was a really powerful one. That was Menace to Sobriety. Thank you for joining us. Hello! We are going to take the Menace to Sobriety to the live stage and we need a live studio audience to interact with us, to come along, listen, laugh and learn everything about sobriety, mental health, well-being and just come along for a night out with like-minded people. We are going to be going live on the 30th of August, 27th of September, 25th of October and the 29th of November. That's one a month. Get your tickets now. Come down, meet the team and have some fun. Menace to Sobriety Live, coming soon. Oh yes, and don't forget, if you want to come and see me live and meet me, I'm going on tour. The Daniel O'Reilly Outer Character Full UK Tour kicks off in January 2024 and tickets are on sale right now. I'm going to try and get out and meet as many of you as possible. And of course, I'm going to be bringing the laughs all over the UK. There's 23 dates right now and I'm adding more all the time. Hit the link in the bio and get your tickets now and come have some fun. If you're going through a tough time at the moment, please don't suffer in silence. Feel free to pick up the phone and contact any of these helplines. I personally, myself, at one of my darkest points, contacted the Samaritans and it completely changed my outlook and got me out of a really deep, dark place. A problem shared really is a problem halved. So if you don't feel confident talking to those around you, check out any of these organizations and give them a call. This is my Facebook group, just simply search on Facebook, Men and Their Emotions. It's for men only. Uh, but once you're in there, you can talk anonymously about your problems and help others and just feel a little bit of community. So come join the conversation, Men and Their Emotions, on Facebook. Thanks for watching. Menace of sobriety. Just a minute. Just, just a minute.